What up, folks? Before we begin the cast, we gotta talk about business, and you know what it is. Are you following us on social media? We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Dablin Dribblin, and make sure you are following us and subscribing to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. It's been a minute. I almost forgot all the things that we uh, we're on. My gosh, it has been a so minute. long. It has been a while. I'm glad um, we're back. I, right. Me too. What do we talk about this we cast? Honor, Let's give a synopsis. We honor the late great Aretha Franklin. Absolutely. And uh, we called out some bullshit that happened in, <laughs> in her funeral. You brought funeral. that to my attention. That was hilarious, but also wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, crazy Rich Asians. Everybody watch it. Oh, man, that was good. And uh, was watch so some other much. movies, too. It was so much. It's too much. Just overwhelming. Yes. Idris Elba. Drops yeah. a little tease. Some, some, some trolling. A little trolling. Mm-hmm. I never heard anybody. No. Uh, we talk about <laughs> the title of this episode. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. What happened? I got really angry, y'all, and uh, that's all. Let's just say that I got, I got very upset at Michael Jordan. There was fire in your eyes. Yeah, and steam coming out of my ears and nose. It was, it was very bad. (laughs) And I've been broken up before, badly. I've been cheated on, folks, and I was I was more mad about this. this taking a turn, <laughs> and then you, you channeled that anger also toward the French people. Not the French people, the French Open. The the people who, who are, run the French Open. The people who are very ironically closed off to the idea of cat suits. This is the French clothes. Yeah. 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 You didn't like it. No, I mean um, you didn't either. You. Yeah, but I didn't know out. about it until you brought it to my attention, and then I had to get angry about it. Yeah, and you did good. You did good at Rise up, ladies. Wear your cat suits. <laughs> yes. Um, we talk about in basketball about Carmelo. Yes. His new home. We talk about your love for Jimmy Butler and my love for Kyrie Irving coming together in New York next year, potentially. Potentially. That'd be fun. That could be incredible. Clyde Frazier throws a diss at KD, mm-hmm. and the NBA has some new rules. We talk about some retirement stuff uh, from player, for players in the league, mm-hmm. and uh, LeBron's new venture. Yeah. That, that new show, The Shop on HBO, I can't highly recommend it enough. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but yeah, what a fun cast. Good to be back. Short and sweet, but still freaking amazing. And our dope people, not going to lie. Legit dope people. Legit dope people. I'm, I'm, I'm kudos about everybody. I'm into it. This thing is buku good. I'm glad we're back and hope you like it. All right. So uh, let's get into this, huh? Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It's been a minute. We actually forgot mm-hmm. how to start this cast. We were debating, not debating, but really trying to figure out if it was Wait, friends or say, folks. Do we say friends? Do we say folks? Do we say pals? Friends? Do we say what up? Like, I for, like literally forgot how to talk. What up, my people? I, we, we, would, couldn't <laughs> we were like, what do we normally say? So this, we had to play an episode back. Yeah. So this is what happens when we take a month off. Wow. Unintentionally. Wow. That month was not it was a not soothing a, vacation no, month. No, it wasn't. And we were and so we are so sorry. We are very apologetic to the people who would normally. We've had listen. fans who reached out and were like, yo, 
where are y'all? Where <laughs> are you alive? Happened this well, week? mostly they were asking if you were alive because I'm usually on social media so that they know that yeah, I'm alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like, is Alex okay? I'm like, mm, did mm-hmm. we like break up like he, as he, friends? <laughs> he, man, he's laying in the gutter somewhere, just like it was episode fifty-five. August, that, that stopped us. August hath hath slain him, and he is in a gutter in Chinatown. Yeah, somewhere. man, it was. August was tough, but we made it. We survived. And we're at September, day two. I feel stronger. Just, it's Virgo season. I'm in my birthday month. I know. I'm about to get this month done. I'm really excited for your birthday. I'm always Mm -hmm. excited for your birthday, probably more than you are, but... Yeah, well, I've never been excited for my birthday. I know you haven't, but like... But I like my month. September's a great month. Virgo season. Yeah, we, we Beyonce are. was born in September. Mm-hmm. We are after it in September. You're basically Beyonce. I'm like a hundred percent Virgo, <laughs> which by default is a hundred percent Beyonce. Hundred percent, I feel it. Where people often confuse the two of us. Of course, <clears throat> the the resemblance is uncanny. Uh, I, clearly. <laughs> how's um, your How's your month been? How's your, so far, or the the past month in a nutshell? Past month has been good. It's been super super busy like in our field august is just nuts um and so did this one feel more nuts than normal yes i'm still trying to unpack it yeah and i think i feel a little bit better because it's a second year on my position that i got from last year so like it feels a little bit better but um yeah i mean it was just like a nutty month but i was really proud of myself for like actually taking care of myself in the yes. month of august like I worked out for the most part, like two to three times a week. I should have done more, but whatever. Um, I was like hanging out with friends. I was going out on dates. I was like, Mm -hmm. do I mean the dates part was whatever, but like, it was just like, I was like, all right, I'm going to leave work and I'm going to like do things with people. And like, and also I'm going to do nothing with people too. And just like be with myself. And Mm -hmm. so I was really proud of myself for actually like not having any depressive moments not having any angry moments it was you know i it was just i was just for the most part very content super busy super stressed like Mm -hmm. all of those things like at work and Mm -hmm. like maybe like some aspects of my personal life but like for the most part it's been it was like a very it was a good month regardless of how nuts it was i was deeply depressed that we didn't get to hang out at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Literally, I saw you at work for, like, a minute, and I'd be like, good seeing you, Alex, I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then we, like, we go to the next thing. Oh, it's just, yeah. It was wild. I was just like, oh, this is weird. I don't like not seeing you. Yeah, I, I really missed doing this podcast mm-hmm. for the month, and we were only doing it bi-weekly. Yeah, but and, it's and like we were doing it bi-weekly for, like, another month before the Yeah, um, but just missing that starts. regular interval was, was sad. I will just so good consistency. Please. Good Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Yeah. Right. I. This is therapy for us. That's why right. it was weird for us. <laughs> exactly how you described your month. Exactly how my month went mm-hmm. with self care, working out, dating. It went so well to the point where I said, you know what I'm gonna and tinker with. What are you gonna tinker with? Inquinox membership. What? Are you are you made of that much money? Well, how I, much are they paying you I, compared to me? I <laughs> sat down. I sat down. Am I getting paid seventy five cents? Like what? What is it? What's the seventy eight? Seventy eight cents. Seventy eight cents to the dollar. Yeah. Some nonsense. As like long that. as you still have a vagina, they're still going to charge you <laughs> nothing. Less. Um, Yay! I felt like I. Uh, I sat down. They were running a sale to mm-hmm. waive the entry fee, and they were running it on Instagram every day. Sure. So I was like, okay, you know what? 
you have my attention, let me walk in. The sales guy was very nice. He showed me the eucalyptus towels. I got, you know, all infatuated they have the with eucalyptus it. Eucalyptus towels. Yeah, they're wet and they smell like eucalyptus. Wait, the towels already wet? Cold. They're in a freezer. Like a no freezer. They're in like a fridge. Uh-huh. And for What's, those who don't know, Equinox, supposed to be dry, Equinox is like a luxury gym in our city. You would know it from a Kanye West song. Yeah, it's in most cities. Yeah, I mean... Not, it's in most uh, places. Not most places. Most it's major cities. It's in select cities. It's in most major cities. You just dissed everyone who doesn't have an Equinox. My bad. Sorry, Detroit. Like, what the hell? Damn. <laughs> I, so, I went in. It was very nice. I got a three-day pass. I went and worked out. At two of the locations, mm-hmm. I saw three locations. Um, okay, first of all, when you walk in Equinox, the fr- midday, yeah. I went at like one o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday or something. Right. The people in that gym are they all beautiful? Make their bodies make no sense. <laughs> no sense. That's why I'm I can't like, go to Equinox. It was cause nuts because I'm, I'm gonna just go in and be like, well, what's the point of me being here? Because like, this is insane. Do they like go into a machine and their bodies look like that? It was it, they chiseled jacked tone the, like the the women like my god they had to get a mop to clean up the drool that <laughs> i left on the floor it was nuts but i believe it but then i started my three-day trial and i won't bore you with the details but essentially there were six or seven mm-hmm. things that it didn't meet my standards mm-hmm. with and one of them is outside of the hours of nine to five when normal people work out uh the models are not there because mm. their schedules will be like a midday workout mm-hmm. so I wouldn't see them because mm-hmm. I have a job mm-hmm. but after five it's just normal people mm-hmm. we're out there I just spotted all of these like flaws with the place mm-hmm. I went in the locker room it's just like my gym's locker room except they have q-tips and razors mm-hmm. I use the q-tips I don't shave <laughs> okay I could have said I use neither but it would have been like oh, ew gross <laughs> I just want to distinguish between the two and I don't know what I expected, like leprechauns and unicorns, like I lepre- mean, leprechauns. Lepre- leprechauns. <laughs> I didn't know what I expected from it, but then I They're the hybrid, guy, leprechaun and unicorn. Yeah. When they when they fall in love. Unicorns with hats on their horns. Yeah. The guy uh, messaged me as like, Hey, so can we sign you up today after three days? I was like, Nah, not feeling it, but thanks anyway. And then his boss, the regional manager, emailed me and I was like, Hey, Mark said you weren't interested. He didn't tell me why. And I gave him like the six points why. And like also your butt expensive. No, it wasn't even that. It was like put aside the money. Mm-hmm. You you guys just aren't special. <laughs> You're just Dang. not special. And I, I was very polite about mm-hmm. it. But it's like the very first point was like I walk in there. It's crowded. You have two benches, two bench presses. My gym has five. Like Oh, yeah. It was like. Yeah. Your locker room's the same as my locker room. Right. Like, it's, it's like, there's nothing unique about this. So the guy, the guy messaged me with, we think you'd be a perfect candidate for our tier X program. Oh, God. Do they, do they have a picture of you or something? They're like, he's so pretty. We need to have him no. be one of our Equinox. They, they sent me this thing. It's a seven part program uh-huh. about... <laughs> about fitness, sure. nutrition, financial wellness. It's basically the wellness wheel for making superhumans. <laughs> but you're already there, so I don't understand. Well, that. they think I need tier X. So How? I'm offended for you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you have a program. Like it's like secret ops uh-huh. for people to turn into superhumans, alpha males. 
I'm like, this is intriguing. That sounds, that sounds toxic. I'm not going to do that. But I will say this, though. I aggravated my shoulder during this month. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought I tore my rotator cuff. What? Mm-hmm. Holy God. You know I've had, like, a stiff shoulder for a long time? Yeah, I knew that, okay. but I didn't think it was... It got bad, like, to the point where I was going to get an MRI, because it was... Is Alex, you did not tell me any of this. Not good. Not good. I was like, this is a lot of pain. Betty and Norman, I just want to say he did not tell me. Uh, But you know what I did? You rested? Mm, No, I still went. I modified some lifts. I took my friend's advice and I went to an acupuncturist here in Chinatown. Oh, yeah. You have a good acupuncturist? I went twice. Uh Uh-huh. Did you take our insurance? Yeah. Okay. Holy moly if i Maybe can't can fix my back this is the first time i can move my arm in full motion without pain totally circular in that's years that's wild in years you're right i've never seen you do what you're doing right now no i would lift my arm past this point of and about you would be in pain i would be in pain i'd have to stop and readjust i lift this sucker like Wait, i'm can throwing you not, a can, softball can you not do i'm walking down right the now? street just like windmilling <laughs> People are like, what's that guy doing? He's waving us towards something important. Alex, I don't want you to break your freaking arm. No, nah, right I got now. two more sessions, but if it feels this good, I'm I'll tell you I'm, about him. Can you yeah, I wanna I he's, wanna He's been doing it for years and he's got a sense of humor. He's got a thick accent. I'm he's into Chinese. It. I'm into you it. You gotta listen hard and then you get to the punchline and you just like die laughing. Nice, 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 nice. So anyway, that's my um, thank you for not dying. I really appreciate that. Yeah, sure. Um, Speaking of, though. Oh, my God. That how'd was, you like that transition? That was a transition. <laughs> a lot of people died. A lot of people died. You want to? Specifically Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to lie. When Aretha Franklin died, I cried. The same way I cried when Whitney died, and the same way I cried when Michael died. Mm-hmm. And I teared up a little bit with Prince. I didn't like grow up listening to Prince yeah. as much. As Michael and Whitney and Aretha. Mm-hmm. And uh, super sad. Um, her funeral was the other just the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to watch it, but basically it was a black funeral. So it was like, you know, it started three hours late and it was like oh God. eight hours long. <laughs> but, no, but like, I, that wasn't, I wasn't even trying to be facetious about it. I was like, that's exactly what happened. Oh, um, I just want to say a big F you mm. to Fox News because they... Uh, they put Aretha, like, oh, Aretha died. Like, she died a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Or, like, was it last week or something like that? Yeah. Um, she was in hospice care and stuff, so we knew it was coming. Um, they t- put pictures of her up, and then they put a picture of not her, but another most very prominent black art, uh, black artist. they put up? You want to guess? Um, not Tina Turner. Um, Aretha Franklin... Who else would they? Oh, um, not Patty Labelle. It was Patty Labelle. It was. Hold on, let me just make sure that I have the right person. I think it was Patty Labelle. But another like prominent black woman who was a singer, and it was like, are you kidding me? You you can't tell black people apart. Franklin. No, no, was it glad? No, it was Patty Labelle. I'm pretty sure it was Patty LaBelle. It was. Yeah, it was Patty LaBelle. Are you serious? Fox News mixes up Patty LaBelle photo in Aretha Franklin tribute. It was like Aretha, Aretha, Patty LaBelle, Aretha, Aretha, Aretha. And the Oh, yep, it says Patty LaBelle. I'll be damned. Like these two women don't look anything alike. Mm, you know, I agree with you. 
it's, it's they're Fox literally News. just black. That's it's, all it is. It's Fox News. Um. Anyway, the other thing during um Aretha's they put a picture of Tiger Woods up when Obama got elected. I mean, that's not true. If they did that, that would be really after the head. Um, the other thing, during the funeral, there was a, a bishop who was... Uh, so Ariana Grande was one of the singers for um, the, the the funeral. Yeah. And Twitter was going in on her dress. It was a black dress, mm-hmm. but it was very short. Ooh. How short? Like, how, how many inches above the knees? Several. Several, to me, is like, what, four, It was like literally five? below the cooch. All right, I'm going to Google this now because I feel like you're not being fair to Ariana. Well, all of Twitter and especially black Twitter was like, you know, all the church aunties are like giving her like the side eye for what she's wearing, which I was like, whatever, let her wear what she wants. Church aunties can, you know, be church aunties. But beyond that, I think what's the issue is that after either after Ariana saying preacher touched him, the preacher held her and his arm was like right by like the side of her right breast and it was clear that he was like caressing it like, oh god like i'm not gonna do it to you because it would be harassment because that's what it, it would be assault do we have hr on this podcast and it, i mean i just feel like as a friend i shouldn't assault you i appreciate it you know what i mean on like a basic level yeah all right and so like literally it was her his arm right here and he was like literally touching is it. like one <laughs> inch from side boob <laughs> Yeah, for like, those of you right who are here, like on this. I mean, it's all over. I'm the- looking at the pictures. That's how I knew he touched her. Cause it, yeah, he's real close. Ooh. Yeah, and so thank you to most of Twitter who's like, yeah, her dress was short, That's but my hand my bigger issue is that, and you can see how uncomfortable she is. Right, she's like she looks. Hundred percent. That it. It is effing assault. Yeah. And his apology well, was yeah. whack. His apology. His. Say? He was just like, oh, it seems like I, what I did was inappropriate. I'm sorry. Kind of a thing. It was. It was not an apology. The hands. God, I wonder, man. All right. So, f all of that. Um. So anyway, I just wanted to. Um, Don't do that. Her husband's watching. Fiance. Fiance. Um, Her dress is. Is short, pretty short, and there's a um, I don't know if you've Bill seen this is, photo Bill of Bill and Jesse oh, Jackson. Bill is just he, there, he's so white, <laughs> he's so white. Hey, hey, Jesse, <laughs> I can't look, look at them legs, Jesse. They remind you of the old days. And they have both been documented as cheating on their partners. And also, Jesse Jackson did not look well. Like, when he was talking, he was mumbling. And he hasn't been well for a while. Yeah, sure. So, that's he's, kind of sad. He's up there in years. I mean, he's he was there next to MLK when MLK... She looks so uncomfortable. I just saw some more pictures. Yeah, it's so terrible. Your hand... All right, dudes out there You don't need to Here's put... what happens. When you're in any social situation, your hand... The, the, the permitted place to put your hand on a woman's mm-hmm. back is toward the upper part of the back, mm-hmm. between the shoulder blades. Absolutely. Maybe... maybe Above the bra strap. Above... Above the bra strap, yes. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like a friend situation. Sure. Even up on the shoulder is fine. Right. Like the higher the better. Right. Uh, nowhere we, near the sides. Nowhere near the side. The sides need not be touched. Never. Ever. 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 What are you doing over there? And then if you're in a romantic relationship or you're like, I'm kind of feeling this person, we've been flirting, maybe the small of her back. The small of the back is That's, where you go. Like small of the back. What does again, that mean? What does that mean? Because... Some guys don't know where that is. So that is typically Her right. Her back at- is big. Well, <laughs> there's a smaller part. That there's we a smaller to. part that, um, depending on the woman, mm-hmm. it could be like right above the booty, 
It could be... Some guys heard booty. That's all they heard you say. <laughs> you need to be more specific. It's... I mean, what? It's like right here. In the, <laughs> like in the, you know where the spinal column goes like, like an S shape? Yes. It's where it goes in like inward. Where, the bottom half of the S where it loops in. The inside that's, of that S. That's where you can... That's the small of the yes. back. Your back is split in half. If you don't know the what I'm top. talking about, go draw an S, <laughs> put an X next to the lower swoop. Yes, and that's where you can put it. That's where you can put it. Small of the back. That's where so this this preacher, had he done small of the back, would have been inappropriate. Right, but no this one would have seen even, it. But right. no one would have seen it. Because right. it's this literally is, just because I've He had, would have suspected. If I had saw him on the small of the back, I could have inferred it. Sure, but like But this is like full on hand. No, it's straight up assault. That's assault. Yeah. And clearly, her face and her whole reaction was so uncomfortable. How tall is she? She's like five foot, five one. Uh, yeah, she's she's, she's tiny. real tiny. She tiny. She itty bitty. Um, sure, girl for Aretha Franklin's <laughs> wedding. Hey, Aretha must. I mean, Aretha was very clear about who she wanted at her funeral. And oh, she like, said she wanted Ariana mm-hmm. there. That's the yeah. That's why I was just like, why is she there? And I'm like, actually, she's very talented. So. Go ahead. She is. Her vocals are amazing. Bill yeah. can. Bill is having the time of his life. Like there were, you know, of course there was like Fantasia saying, Jennifer Hudson saying, a bunch, a bunch of wonderful musicians saying, and you just see Bill in the background, just like in oh. awe of like all of. The, they're like, oh, they are singing. It is adorable. <laughs> they got, they got balloons here. I can't. <laughs> um, oh, but, Pete Davidson was there at the funeral. I'm sure he was. I this mean, dude cannot imagine. Oh, he ba- he literally is like, I think she hit her head, and that's why she's willing to marry me. Six months ago, this dude was not getting invited to Aretha Franklin's no, wedding. No, but now, now he now is. Now he's Ariana Grande's plus one. Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta he's, be careful. I just want to say, if you haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians yet, you should. Because it's a great it's a great rom com. She's gonna be and hiding al- her shoes from him. Also, that's weird. <laughs> He's making pretty good money in SNL. There's there's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, outside of Crazy Rich Asians, have you seen To All the Boys I Loved Before on Netflix? Uh, uh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't. Um, you should see it. As a person who, as you know very clearly, I don't like rom coms at all. Right. So I was didn't I literally went to see Crazy Rich Asians because I'm like it's about a bunch of Asian people you know as a fellow Asian a brown Asian I'm gonna go support my light skin Asians. Mm-hmm. So I went and supported. It was a great movie. I really appreciate it. Ninety eight yes. percent of Google users like this movie. Crazy Crazy Rich Asians. No, to all the boys. I to all the boys. Yeah. Before. Um, and then everyone kept on ta- talking about this other Asian movie with an Asian american lead like it is written like the book is written as like an asian american lead girl Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm um and they casted it beautifully it was wonderful um and pretty much stayed fairly true to the story of the book um and from what i understand and i realized in that moment huh the reason why i've never really liked rom-coms one the uncomfortability of like Mm -hmm. love and crap like that which like that's your shit yeah like that's very that's very on brand for me yeah. like I'm I get very uncomfortable with those things and to all the boys I loved before like she explained it in this like cafe scene so well mm-hmm. that I like it like shook me a little bit because oh. I saw someone who oh. clearly doesn't look like me like she's east like she's east asian she's korean and white yeah, yeah. and her character is and but it was just like that moment of just like oh this like 
woman of color is saying exactly how I feel as a lead in this rom-com. And I realized maybe I don't like rom-coms, not only because of like the feelings about love, but like, because I've never had a brown person or a person of color in a prominently leading role be featured in it. So why would I want to watch it? Outside of like Hindi Bollywood films, I'm like, which I don't care for anyway. Yeah. That's that's my thing. Yeah, that is your thing. Have you seen... Mm, Have you seen any of the Sanaa Lathan movies? Well, that's a different. Well, no, but kind that's of, different. That's like, a, that's I'm talking a, yeah. about like mainstream. Like, right. I, of course, I've seen Wait, like whoa, Love and whoa, Basketball. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, first of all, hey, <laughs> no, because there's like black rom coms. Yeah, that's Love different. Love and Basketball was mainstream. Oh, yes, for you and me. <laughs> Well, okay, to all the boys that I loved before, how mainstream is this? Oh, it's pretty damn mainstream now. I'm gonna go look this up. But no, it's in theaters, but that doesn't... So if it's in, like, major motion theaters... Right. I consider it mainstream. Right, but I would say to... In this age where most of Netflix shows and, like, Hulu and Amazon Prime shows are winning Emmys and Oscars and stuff like that, eh. Like, what is mainstream, right? Like... I feel like to all the boys I loved before is is huge now because of people putting it up on social media of just like this is such a well done, well acted sh- like movie, and it's not very long. You should definitely watch it. it uh, is you should watch guys... it with a girl and it'd be cute. Okay, just say. Are some of the guys in this just... film like um, One Direction guys or something? No, they are really cute though. They look like One Direction. They're super cute. Okay, well, so cool. highly highly recommend. If you haven't watched it, right. um, what else? Well, there's a lot of other things that have been happening. So I just I want to. So there was a for a moment people thought Idris was going to be the new James Bond, Idris yeah. Alba, and then he posted Alba, um, Idris Alba on Twitter, and I freaked out. And then it later came out to like he's like, don't believe the hype. Um, so it doesn't seem like he's going to be the new James Bond, but what? Idris Alba posted on Twitter, like people were talking about him being James Bond. Yeah. Like the executive producers of like, yeah. you know, James Bond people. And then he posted on Twitter to egg up, like to be a troll. Yeah. You know, like Alba, Idris Alba, like Bond, James Bond. Yeah. And then, of course, all of Twitter exploded. Like, he's going to be the new James Bond. Right. He basically confirmed it right. without really confirming it. And then he later goes, like, don't believe the hype. And like nothing's been official, but nothing's been official. No, nothing's but been we're official. We're not saying he's not the James no, Bond. No, no, nothing's official. I was about to just be very disappointed. Yeah, but I do want to say, you know, there are the lovely racists that are out there. Yeah, are feeling some kind of way because they're like James Bond can't be black. In the same way, Zendaya got cast as Little Mermaid in like the live action of Little Mermaid. Okay, and people became very scientific and started stating, well, and if you didn't know, Zendaya is half black and half white. I did not. Yes. And so she's mixed race. Okay. Um, and so she, she's biracial. And so she, so people are like, we can't have a black little mermaid because, you know, mermaids live deep in the sea and there's no sun that would keep their You're skin. You're not serious. Someone I'm did one, not say this. It's on Twitter. I have someone it saved. Someone did not 100%. Say and then someone I know That's retweeted hilarious. that and was just like, That's yeah, because so mermaids 
are real, you dumbass. I, I feel like they're trolling. I can't. No, this Man, person there are was. There dumb enough to say that. Oh, you know, 1,000%. Like, so I'm just saying, people ha- are in their feelings when, you know, their Santa is black. Everyone. When their James Bond is black. Or when their Little Mermaid, Mermaid is black. black. And you know what I have to say? Uh, you need to really get over yourself. Everyone knows that the original Little Mermaid is <laughs> half human and half white albacore. <laughs> so clearly, you cannot clearly. have. Clearly, I think it is a swordfish or something. It's wild to me that people are this. Well, foreign. Idris Elba will be a great. Oh my God, Jimmy and, Bond, and, and I, I would wait. lose my bananas. He's gonna be if it's not him. I want it to be LeBron James. Have you seen Eighth Grade yet in theaters? No. What's Eighth Grade in theaters? It's no. It's just called Eighth Grade. Yeah, it's in like, theaters now. Um, it's a movie it? about Eighth Grade. It's directed by Bo Burnham, comedian. Yeah. And he made a movie about what it's like to be in eighth grade right eighth now. Grade was... And you should watch it because, holy shit, all the awkward feelings will come back to you. Emi- things that you have suppressed and blocked out, imagine all of that, um, but compounded with social media and technology. Oof. Oh, I praise the Lord every day that I did not have to, social media to, in, in junior high and high school. Likewise, today's generation of people <laughs> I feel so bad. is so... The, the young people coming up through this, if they are astute, uh, sagacious, judicious enough in their studies mm-hmm. to avoid the distractions of swiping and dopamine rushes sure, from yeah. all these media Likes platforms, and stuff like that, yeah. if you can separate from that... You're going to be so much smarter for having that computer in your hands. But if you fall prey to the stuff in this eighth grade, mm-hmm. oh my I God. I can't even imagine. The the level of basic thinking that comes out of that mode, is it was nuts. You should go see it. Eighth grade is a, is a good film. But there's a moment in the film that is my favorite. And you'll hear it within the first like seven minutes of the film. And you'll bust up laughing. All right. I'm into it. If you want to go, let me know. I'd, I will, I'd see it again. Yeah, I'll go with you. I'm but I also it. need to see uh, this one you're talking about. Well, that's, that's it's on, it's on Netflix. Netflix. So you can, so watch, like, you can watch it tonight. Long. Yeah, okay. it's, it is not very long. I've watched it three <clears throat> times already. Oh, whoa. And again, whoa. I do not like Yay. rom-coms. Well, that's as many. I've watched Brown Sugar like 18 times. Well, I've also watched Love and Basketball a million times. Like okay. a million times. Yeah, so I... And Poetic I, Justice. A million times. I think those were uh, mainstream films that fell into a certain category. Right. I, they were mainstream films, but like, who was who was in the theater watching it? People of color. The Magic Johnson Theater. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like when when I watched it, I was watching yeah. it with a bunch of other people of color. Yeah. Mostly black people. Well, you see, so the to all the boys that I love, you think like her being Asian doesn't? You think oh, I'm just gonna say it. A white audience will flock to this film. That's what they we're have. talking about. They right? have. Okay. They have. Because she does fall in love with, like, her, she is, the storyline is essentially, like, she writes five letters at five different aspects of her life mm-hmm. where she was just, like, just madly crushing on some guy. One guy or five guys? Five different guys. Okay. And all five of the guys are different mm-hmm. in various ways, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, essentially, these five letters eventually get out and like some circulate. of these they circulate to these to these boys mm-hmm. that some of them were things that from like when she was in second grade seventh grade whatever and now she's a junior in high school yeah and just kind of that thing that happens oh my gosh um, and all her my crushes. yeah it's it's very do cute. you remember all your crushes from grade school 
I didn't have a lot. I could name every crush I had from first grade through high school. So first guy who ever kissed me, his name was Mo mm-hmm. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. I hit him when he kissed me. And then I had a crush on him and then he moved. And then I really didn't have crushes on anyone because I was just, I just didn't. Okay. I don't know why. That's, hey, no judgment here. No. It's your choice. And then I did have crushes on like a little bit like on like guys that I went to church with. Because I like hung out at church a ton, but, and I could name all of them. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I'm just like, oh my God, these, these guys are all like married with children now. It's so weird. Are, are <laughs> that most I even of their names biblical? Ki- no. Uh, no, none of them are. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. Very make it Indian easy to names. remember. Okay. Very Indian names. Yeah. That's right. So, I mean, it's your choice. It was a lot of wasted mental energy on my part. So you're probably I mean, I was, I was interested in guys, but I wasn't, I wasn't like signing my name as like, you know, Bryna Smith or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was never, I was never that girl. We talked about how I'm wired weird. Yeah, no, on many so, occasions. Yeah. This is documented. This is documented that I'm just wired. Even today. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm an, like off mic. I yeah, was consider like, yourself weird. I'm weird. Definitely, anomaly. Definitely feel estranged from the rest of human society. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm weird. The Speaking of eighth grade, mm-hmm. in my eighth grade year, yeah. I was on a science project with a girl I had a crush on. Mm-hmm. And it, the, it was a buoyancy project. Mm-hmm. You had to make a certain amount of weight float mm-hmm. in water. And so I did very well in that class. Mm-hmm. And as a result, the teacher gave us all like a second chance if you mm-hmm. wanted to do it again so there was a girl named Brittany in my class mm-hmm. that I liked Brittany Lacey at the time and I was like Brittany Lacey I hope you're listening to this podcast my, any of my friends who listen to this know who she is <laughs> I was like well she, a lot of guys had a crush on her I was like oh my god like you know I, I would sweat nearby her it would just be gross um and I couldn't talk I was just like I can, I can only imagine like current face <laughs> Alex in like little body eighth grade. Oh, you should have seen me during the um, public speaking English class. We all had to get up in the auditorium. There's only like 20 of us in class. And we had to get up and give a speech that was on a note card. Just like one note card. Three minute speech. Everybody did it. I went up there and held in my hands, shaking with this thing in my hands. And I'm like, and she goes, Alex, is it okay? Alex. Is it okay? Miss <laughs> Park says, it's okay. I'm like, it's fine. I think, I think the words have all smeared on oh, this. So I can't Because you're sweating. Yeah, they're sweating. <laughs> but actually, I was sweating, but I could still read the words. I was just terrified. Oh, no. So I said, but Brittany had, uh, she, uh, she wanted to do her project over again. So she's like, hey, Alex. I think she was wearing like leopard print that day. Oh, I, I you was lost not, it. My puberty was not having it. it was <laughs> you on lost. Full DEFCON level one. And uh, she was like, hey, can I call you? And you, like, this is back when you could call people. Right, right. You on on your landline. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, uh, yeah, let me. She's like, can I call you and we could talk about it? It's like, uh, sure. <laughs> you know? And at that time, my voice was changing. Oh, no. So I was going deeper. And so I felt weird about that. So I didn't want to seem like too threatening with my deeper voice so i purposely Tried to be in somewhere in the middle <laughs> well yeah but i, I went but it wasn't. i went to a place of like michael jackson oh no and so she called me i was like hey alex i was like hey Brittany, how's it going i can't and then we talked and she definitely was weirded out by it but then we we hung up and the next day she called me and this time 
our friend Kevin was on the line, but he didn't tell you he was on the line. Oh, he, no. She just it was called one him, of those like, three way. Yeah. Oh, she was like, let me call me. Alex. You got to listen to his voice. And so I was like, and so I could hear him on the other line, like snickering. <laughs> but I like, yeah, so I just take the styrofoam and I just put it with the tomato fence and you put the bowling ball in I wish, in do there. your parents have like video of you as a kid? We don't like, have video, we have pictures. Because I would love to hear baby Alex, Alex's voice. What a clown. That what guy. A, that guy. I shaped up after a while. You're, you're okay. But you're, anyway, eighth grade is awkward. And so I highly connected I beat up a lot of boys in eighth grade. Did you? Yeah. That's why you didn't have crushes. You were raging against uh, I was like, misogyny. I was, I was like, fuck the patriarchy. You were like a feminist early on. Yep. Blame my dad. You're like, bras? I'm burning that. <laughs> no, I've been wearing a bra way, way before it's Oh, that's true. I do know that. Uh, and I was just like, I hate this. <laughs> bras are the worst. I feel restricted. Oh, God. Um, I literally only wear a bra in this house when you're in here. No, really? Not really. I mean, that was gonna say. I was like, I, I also wear when other people are here. But I would think like so. When, when humans are here, I'm like, I should probably, yeah. you know. Because, you know, the patriarchy tells me that I need to suffocate my boots Wrigley's a guy yeah but like I'm his mama it's just different right. it's just different I, I who am I to judge um do you remember when uh 45 said that he liked Michael Jordan more than LeBron when LeBron yeah. did his whole school thing yeah how do you feel about that um I, not particularly one way or the other were you pissed that um Michael Jordan's response was from his representative. Oh, that um, and that he just support. He's like, I support a, the lukest warm response it I've is ever heard. Beyond lukewarm, it is, like what is more lukewarm than lukewarm? I'm gonna say you. Can we read it? Can we? I'll pull it up. You, yeah. you, you. All I have to say is in that moment. I know we're going a little bit into our dribbling section, but <clears> in that moment, I wanted to choke. Michael Jordan. Say more, because you are I, of the congregation. I, you all know this, a stan for Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is still in my apartment. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Mama, Mama, Mama Betty, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and Papa Norman mm-hmm. for my Michael Jordan. I do love him. Yeah, like he was my childhood. I have jerseys, multiple yeah. of Michael Jordan. He was everything to me, and in that moment, and like. We'll talk about this a little bit later in our dribbling section, but like when we were growing up, Michael has not, Michael never stood up for anything outside of like his shoes, his brand, and that's about it, and winning games, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what, he, and that was him, and that's fine. It was a very, it was a very different time, right? But in this moment, when you could have ripped a new one to this president right. for saying the most stupid, like most stupid thing, stupidest, most stupidest thing, most stupid thing. Stupidest thing? Well, whatever uh-huh. 45 said, it was dumb. He basically was like, oh, he doesn't like, like, LeBron. He said something stupid about LeBron of like, he doesn't do really anything and that, you know, what he's doing for his schools were nothing. And anyway, I liked MJ better. Like, as though to like pit these two against each other, as in like, as though they're in the same level. And in that moment when I, like, he said that, I was just like, man, this pre- this president ain't anything. Like, he continues to be petty. shit and petty yeah. throughout. Yeah. Like, And we have weeks and weeks of Omarosa tapes and yeah. indictments and other things that he's are- He's basically an eighth grader. Yeah. yeah. He's flipping awkward. 
Anyway, and so... Lack self-awareness. Absolutely. So, like, he says this thing, and Michael's response within the day was from a, like, representative. Jeff Bennett. A um, Michael Jordan rep, right? It's, I think, I can't tell if he's a reporter or a rep, but this is, Jeff Bennett tweeted this. Jordan sides with James over Trump tweet. Mm -hmm. NBA legend Michael Jordan tells NBC News through a spokesperson, so not, not Jeff. Yeah. Says... I support LJ, LeBron James. He's doing an amazing job for his community. It was... Okay, all of those things are nice. Like, I'm glad you support LJ. I'm, uh, for it's LeBron generous James. to say all of those things. It's generous <laughs> to say all of those... Because Michael Jordan doesn't know how to talk, I guess, in public. Because he needs a spokesperson to do it. And he's like, I, I love that he's like support, supporting his community. Which, um, yeah, what have you done outside of having kids like kill each other for for your shoes let's call that what it is oh okay so I'm, I'm gonna say it in that moment i was like you are no longer the goat for me Ooh. you had an opportunity to stand the f up and you didn't and everyone's like no it's about capitalism that's just what it is I'm like i get that i get that i get it's about the dollar at the end of the day but after a while, you need to be able to sleep at night and you need to swallow your motherfucking pride, you piece of actual shit. I still love you. Whoa. You don't understand. Oh. I love this man. And I am so disappointed in this lukewarm, like, still water bullshit that came out of this spokesman. It didn't even come out of his own damn mouth. Nope. Do you understand how fucking pissed I was? <laughs> do, you, so- do you see how pissed I am right now? Brian is so angry right now. Like, I'm sitting here like, are you, you. motherfucker, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You are going to go through a motherfucking spokesperson and you can't say for yourself like, nah, dude, this man is doing some dope things for his community. You, are you a little salty that people are comparing him to you? Are you a little salty that his shoes are selling really well? Are you a little salty that he's doing things for the community that you never did for yours? Brother, sit, take several seats. And Michael Jordan, if you want to come to this cast, we welcome you to. And we, I will, I will say this to your face. Oh, you I am, the KD I am, I am disappointed in my fave. You have become problematic. I am disappointed, disappointed. Right after this quick commercial break, we'll be right back. You just turned up the flames so hard. I've never heard you that angry at Michael I, Jordan. I've never heard you angry at Michael Jordan, period. That pissed. was a lot. That was I a am lot. pissed. So here I am listening to this, and you are obviously cut from the Chicago Bulls. 100%. Michael Jordan cloth. I so still for you, like love him as a basketball player. Sure. Amazing. I can still love this man. Amazing athlete. As an athlete and yes. still be critical of the bullshit that this whole motherfucking lukewarm still water bullshit statement. She doesn't like it. Um, I took it not as bad because I've been over Michael Jordan. No, but that's the thing. Everyone's <laughs> wow. like, Bri, did you expect something different? And I'm like, you're right. I should have known better. I, yeah, because okay. we, we've that, seen that it. Supposed to be oh, okay, I took that thing. Yeah, um, um, he's he's a uh, yeah. Uh, everything that you said about Michael is true, and we've known him to be petty and competitive beyond time, beyond sport. He has just been not a good compatriot of other athletes, and so when you put him in the camp with LeBron James, everything that you said, 
I agree with 100%. And someone said this, I forget who, which news syndicate said this, but like LeBron James, we are getting the Michael Jordan, LeBron James thing conflated. Sure. Who's better with whom, whatever, sure. beyond generations. That discussion is fine. I don't think LeBron James has his eyes on that He athlete. doesn't. He has his eyes on Muhammad Ali. 100%. And it'll make more sense in our dribbling section why that's the case. Yeah. And I will say, I look at this this way. To me right now, the way Michael's silence is speaking volumes to me. Michael's silence to what his people is going through, Yeah. what his people are going through is speaking is very loud and clear to me. Motherfucker, your dad died of a gunshot. Like someone killed your dad. Right. Yeah. Someone killed his dad. Yeah. What do you? Where? Where is that of coming? Gambling in? things. Like. Yeah. But like a black man killed at like a, a stop. Essentially, it was like a it was like a car stop. Yeah, it was like the side of the road. I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like yeah, side of the road situation. Yeah. Um. What is that? How does that factor in? No, but I'm saying like. I'm getting you, rid of all your Ashley furniture stickers on the bottom of your stools. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um. Uh, thank you for putting my business out there where I got my furniture. Actually, I got this from Wayfair, so that's weird that it said Ashley Furniture. Um, but coming back to, like, for me, I think about, like, you, you've gone through, like, violence in your family. Yeah. And this is violence that, like, black families face all the time. Right. Granted, it may, it may not have been police brutality that happened to your father. No, it's just institutionalized racism. It's just racism. Yeah. And that's things that, like, I remember when they won the game that they won on Father's Day. Right. You know, and yeah. how important it was, and how he was holding that basketball and balling, and all of us were too. Because championship number four, I think it was four. Yeah, it was the third. It was a second. It was ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm thinking about this, and I'm so disappointed that he did. Like MJ, I mean, like forty five said what he said, which is typical. Right. L- like let like nothing is new to me. I don't care to exactly waste my breath on that sure. anymore. But like you as someone who is prominent, no, like if, if 45 ever said anything about me and put my name in his mouth, mm-hmm. trust and believe I'm going to be there to, to correct him. Clap back. Correct. Like, do not like take my name out your mouth. When they said. Because you're not my fave. You can go sit down. When he said, I have black friends like Serena Williams, Serena was quick to say, oh, we're not friends. Yeah. No. In the same way, when he talked about Aretha Franklin as like, uh, like oh she worked for me or like she, or whatever, and one of the one of the that uh, professor from George Washington University was like, get your preposition right, like he not work for you or oh. with you or it like nah he was she was above you. I was like right. oh my god, I was just like I am so attracted to this man for saying what he said. Um, anyway, I just want to say. A big F you to 45 in general, because mm-hmm. why not? And Michael, I am thoroughly disappointed. Because that is, that is, trust me, worse than me just being angry. And you know what the, you said this? I think it's worth mentioning. When your representative has to say it, there's a part of me that reserves the belief to think that you, that think you, you said it. So if, you're, if your spokesman has to say, you know what would be a good thing to say right now, Michael? Probably just like... This is not. There was a conversation between Michael and his representative his about how that was yeah. his spokesperson about what was going to be said. Yep. And that that's the result tells me either Michael didn't care and yep. he phoned that response in, two, 
he might have d- agreed with 45 and likes 45, which would be the worst thing in the world. Okay, if that's number the case, he would 100% be canceled. Number three. All six of those championships are gone for Chicago. Number three. <laughs> number three. This, I'm pissed. The representative <laughs> says, hey, Mike, this is a bad look for us to align with this uh, power structure. We need to side with LeBron, come out and give a positive message. And Michael having a reluctance to do so, having to be coaxed just to say that much. It was two sentences. Yes. Two sentences. The fact that your your LeBron James said more. That's saying something. LeBron LeBron James. LeBron LeBron Kobe's a a a competitive asshole. Yes. And even he is. Able stepping, to see beyond this. He is stepping aside from what Kobe's ego would formerly have done of like LeBron overshadowing him. He's like, this is my brother. Much as it hurts my ego, I'm going to side with him. That Michael has to say, LeBron built a school for underprivileged kids mm-hmm. in his community. That they can go to school, get more tutoring, have a bike, have food for their families. Mm-hmm. He's doing all of these things. And the president, free education, when, like mm, college paid for if they, for if they, if they graduate. The I, promise, the I Promise Foundation LeBron yeah. James does for his kids. And so all these hundreds of kids are being served, mostly black kids. And... 45 puts your name as the Hall of Famer into the equation of the conversation when you had nothing to do with this. I agree that it is his responsibility to step up for the good of the people and make a resounding statement, a disclaimer was, against uh, him. He didn't do anything. It was it was painful. Yeah. I was pissed. I mean, you should have seen me when I saw it. I was mm-hmm. like, the fuck is Have the- you ever heard... Michael give any amount of praise to LeBron? No. So this is like a big step for him to even put like this I'm waiting much for Space Jam 2 to come out and I'm going to watch it five oh, times. Oh no! <laughs> did this I just say that? So yes, I did. Good. Did I put it on Mike? Yes, oh. I did. I feel like... Alex, who am I? I feel like the scene in MIB where you come out of the thing, you're like Edgar who wants sugar water. Oh. I don't know what's inside of you, but this is not the bride that I know. You're you're you were shooketh. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you, didn't know we, that, you didn't know that was gonna come out. I did, did you? not <laughs> know. Wow. I. So this is me now. When I reference Space Jam Two, you won't cringe. Yes. Oh, <laughs> 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 you look like you were gonna bomb it. Uh, it. It's still like this is the thing. It's so he's so it's so weird for me because I my love for him. Is very like I like truly do love him. That's your I remember, childhood. That's your I remember hero. meeting him. He was like an I he was and in lots of ways in those moments like was an idol, but also I recognize he's a flawed human mm-hmm. and I'm like just I'm just so disappointed. I just expect so much more from a person who changed the game of basketball and brought basketball to Ooh, the world. You know, I just expect so much more knowing what I know of the yeah, league now and how yeah. LeBron is bringing the world to basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said that analogy a lot. Mm-hmm. Michael brought basketball to the world. LeBron has brought the world to basketball yeah, and right. like to the issues and to these things, you know. And so, he's, he's it's just tr- hard. Yeah. It's just like actually painful for me, and it makes me very sad. He's not. He doesn't. Uh, Michael did not transcend culture. Well, no. he, he, commercially he did. Yeah. But but socially, I'll and still buy Jordans. Like that's. I mean. Yeah. Co- culturally and socially, he was never about that. Yeah. And LeBron's leg. I think that's what's so hard for Michael and Michael supporters to see, is that, and Kobe's is like, 
mine's the best. Mine's the best. Right, and then right. LeBron comes in and all the LeBron supporters are like, no, LeBron's the best. Like definitively right. backing him. And then what's weird is he's playing by a different set of rules. Yeah. So it's a different world that we're living in compared to what it was no, in the 90s and early 2000s. Did you ever hear Kobe, Michael, or anybody after Bill Russell, or I'm sure some people did, but lesser stars, did you ever hear anybody say anything negative about the president of the United States? No. No, it didn't come out. LeBron is the first guy to say the so-called president of the United States. Yeah. Holy Steph, shit. Steph Curry. <laughs> Um, yeah. Draymond Green, KD, KD like mm-hmm. people don't like him. Yeah. Like freaking Popovich is like, nah. You know, yeah, it's you a very different. It's very different. Now. If you cannot unify around that shared belief, as Michael Jordan, like if you can't unify around the idea of of forty five being a piece of crap. Okay, Michael's at an age where he's post fifty now. He yeah. did not grow up in a generation where you can speak outward in that way. He's from old school North Carolina with like very Christian values sure. of family upbringing. Mm-hmm. So for him, he probably is thinking, I can hear it in his voice. He's thinking, <clears throat> you know, I don't agree with the statement, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be adding to the fire of divisiveness. Sure. So I'm just going to say I support LeBron James without saying I don't support the president because I don't want to alienate anybody because I have millions of dollars. So I don't understand why we all can't get along. And I also don't want to come out and really support LeBron James because that would be people misunderstanding me to say he's better than me just because he built a school for kids. He doesn't have a better jumper than me. He ain't shit. So and so, all out. I have to say to that is, uh, I call bullshit. Yeah. Um. I, your fan base, is Ooh. mostly people of color. When you think about, like, when you think about, is it? Well, he's actually you're right. Is it? I don't know because it is kind of he is kind of global in that I think way, right? White people really liked Michael. Yeah. I think Michael he likes playing golf. He's a get along to go along kind of guy. Yeah. I still call bullshit because. If Pop can be like, eh, nope, you know, Steve Kerr, like these are all people that mm-hmm. are either older than him, his mm-hmm. same age, Steve Kerr, like similar age. Nah, nah. This we've, is this is bullshit. We've this really, is, we've let our, our dribbling section seep in really hard on this dabbling section. I'm just so <laughs> You're pissed. So strongly. I'm so pissed. Okay, well, let's move on. You're because, bewildered beyond words. And I'm sorry uh, that I shook you. Like you, you looked uncomfortable. I did not I... know that was coming. <laughs> I wish I had gotten a warning. Like that was nah, no trigger warning here. Dang. Yeah, man. I felt like I was just part of like some kind of intervention. I'm uh, anyway. Speaking of more bullshit, and the Exercise. last and the last Demons. thing on our dabbling section. Yeah. Um. Do you hear what the French Open did? No, but you had me put down the note on our notes section of mm-hmm. French Open can fuck its own ass because of Serena. Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, way to say my personal notes to the whole world. <laughs> well, I mean, I was just dictating. <laughs> or you were dictating. I was a stenographer. Um, uh, so the French Open recently put out a rule that uh, cat suits are not no, allowed. No, don't. I'm done. I'm as <laughs> mad as you are about Michael. I'm out of here. Okay, bye. See you later, buddy. Um, cannot allow cat suits. Um, in um, in in their French Open anymore, uh, out of respect for the game. I'm gonna stop you for a second and just 
make sure that I understand correctly. Sure, absolutely. The cat suit mm-hmm. is the someone say skin tight, skin tight s- jumpsuit. Like, jumpsuit, like a compression suit. Yes, shows all the curves. Yes. Go on. And clearly, it was in reference to the French Open outfit that Serena wore, which was very much a like a like a cat suit jumpsuit, black. Um, Compression, exactly what you were mentioning. Because the spectators of the Open were looking like Bill Clinton and, and, and Ariana Grande <laughs> singing. Well, I, I guess, or whatever. Um, what's wild to me is that several years ago, like maybe 20 years ago, there was a white woman, a little bit more skinnier, mm. um, uh, more slimmer, was wearing also a white cat, like cat suit kind of outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and no nothing, nothing was banned after yeah, that. Yeah. And so, for those of you who don't know, uh, when the French Open said that, people were like, "Oh, there it is!" Like, are you kidding me? Are you actually kidding me? Just Google it; you'll find it. Yeah, and um, and see, Bri, the woman who wore the the white cat suit yes, years ago, yes, in 1985, mm-hmm. that her name was Anne White. Oh, oh, and yes. she was wearing a white cat suit. And she's also white. Yeah. So there's like three white things happening Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So when you have triple white, it's Mm -hmm. a tennis rule. When you have triple white, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like... It's an ace. You get an ace Mm -hmm. and then everyone loves that. Right. And like you... you, Because there's a love. And you have like world peace? That's... Is that the result of it? So for me, I I don't see a problem with this because Serena was wearing a black cat suit Mm -hmm. and um, her last name's not black. Mm, 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 so it, she's black and the suit is black mm-hmm. but if her last name was black then it would be okay but it's not so it's not I need you to get out of my apartment <clears throat> right now <laughs> 45 love <laughs> so 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 for those of you who didn't know the reason why Serena was wearing the cat suit yeah. is to prevent blood clots yeah that's why a lot of people wear compression shorts and and compression things is it especially particular to her because she just had a child so she just had the she just had olympia alexis olympia yeah and she um and everyone knows it's very openly and very widely known that she almost died giving birth to olympia and was suffering from blood clots and so as she's being this competitive tennis player she wore this cat suit to save her life like so that she didn't have blood clots so she can continue playing the game that we pay her a lot of money to watch right mind you she like dropped in the rankings and she was getting tested left and right how much did she drop she dropped like several hundred like spots i mean it makes sense Since she she came back from having a kid yeah like i mean it makes sense because she hadn't played for a year right so like that does make sense um but she's still dominating. Um, and so when all of this happened, you know what she wore her first appearance at the U.S. Open? What? A black tutu. And she looked amazing. I see her in a white tutu here. That's cool. Oh, I see the black tutu. Yeah. That was the first thing that she wore. Um, so it's like compression everything. And then she had the tutu around her as like, and she didn't say much of anything. She's like, this is what it is. But all I got to say is French Open. Wow. I cannot believe you. I cannot believe you by in every sense of the word she looks fantastic absolutely she does look fantastic and there is no one upset Th- that is such a white aristocratic thing yeah 100 do i mean it, tennis is such a white sport it's an expensive white sport right like that's you need to have like membership to do those kinds of things so oh she played doubles the same day with serena mm-hmm. i mean with um venus yeah 
She in also the beat film. Venus on um, yesterday, just yesterday. To one of the quarterfinals. That might be what I'm looking at in this photo. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I don't think she played doubles in French Open or um, in the U.S. Open. She looks great in this cat suit. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. Like when you look at Serena's body, ever since she started, Serena and Venus, ever since they both started, it was always been about, you know, these black girls, all these muscles. Like, are they really women? Like, these are all like terrible things that were said about these two beautiful humans. Right. And because let's be real, she's not, you know, a hundred pounds. She's not tiny. She's not teeny tiny. She's got a booty. Mm -hmm. She's got boobs. She's got arms that I would die for. Like she is, she is built. Yeah. And to wear a katsu to see every single one of those curves hurts your eyes French open. You can go fuck yourself. What's nice about the tutu is it looks like it's elevated, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing is that it's raised up at about waist level. So Mm -hmm. you can still see her, her, like, what do you call it? bootylicious like stuff going on yeah. underneath that like yeah. all of her curves are still there yeah. everything like if you but it's just to... more like for me it just comes back down to if this was a skinny white girl this would not be an issue and clearly no. historically it shows that it wasn't an issue if she's a yeah until a black girl who's dominating the sport is wearing it like what the the, the reason it's the for the best, respect of the game that that's the best reason they could concoct you could go is for respect Respect of the game. So let's turn that in a different way. In social justice terms, we call that respectability politics. Yeah, 100%. We're not talking about her skin color directly. Nope. We're talking about someone's choice to wear a suit Mm -hmm. that fits uh, an empowered stance on something. She is a mother. She is an amazing tennis player. Mm -hmm. And she's a proud black woman, proud of her. Everything. Her curves, her body. Yeah. And that Have they, you seen Serena? The It's the like body being, shaming. No. hundred percent is body shaming. Yeah. Have it's you like, seen Ser- it's like being Serena on HBO? No. It's like four or five episodes. It's amazing. I, I should watch that because she's amazing. She's one of the best athletes of our generation. Yeah, she is a goat. She and is. she's queen. Queen through and through. I don't and know if I she's wanna, a goat. I don't know if she's the goat. She is the goat of at least tennis. Is she? Are there not better tennis players than her in history? I don't know. No. I know she's the best the, in our The time. other person, so there was some, I'm trying, I'll have to find it, but there's some record that she's like beaten like so many. Like she's had more grand slams than the last like 24 mm. people who had the most grand slams. and Or she's beaten everyone that has like a certain number of grand slams, like 20 of them. And of the 24, and the four people that she hasn't beat is because they yeah. retired before she yeah. started. It's Serena Williams on everyone's chart. Yeah, yeah. it is Serena. Yes. She's the best tennis player of all time. Yes. 1,000%. We're watching... The greatest... The greatest tennis player in women's tennis history. And I think it comes back down to... How are you going to take away the cat suit from the Michael Jordan of... Well, sorry. The LeBron James of tennis. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. (gasps) Did I just say thank you? Yes, I did. Wow. I was testing you. You didn't even flinch. I didn't. Not even a little bit. And I want to say a big thank you to... um, to Nike, uh, because Nike did something super dope. Let me see if I can find it. Because uh, after this controversy happened, Nike goes, let me see if I can. All cat suits are 50% off. <laughs> he probably said that too. Labor Day sale. So Nike Nike had this beautiful image of her, black, uh, and, black and white, yeah. of her in her cat suit. And it says, you can take the superhero out of her costume, but you can never take away her superpowers. So I really appreciate Nike standing by her side too. Nike, you better get it. Way, so, to, way to get that. Anyway, we've been talking for a long time. 
You want to go into some dribbling? I know we've like been talking sports. So yeah, we let's just to, continue. We have to cut our dribbling by a little bit because of that. Yeah, we, it's okay though. We're there wasn't us. there wasn't a lot going on. Doc is ten minutes. All right, let's do this. All right. All right, folks. It's time for our dribbling section. Um, it is the off season, so there isn't a lot going on. It's mostly rumors and things that are happening, um, retirements, um, changes to the game. What do you want to talk about first? Mm, Mello. Mello. Where's Where's Mello going? Houston, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Is he from? Is the Houston Rockets in uh, New York? No, it's in Tejas. Oh, Tejas. Mm-hmm. Right. So Carmelo is finally with the Houston Rockets, as was intended a year ago. Yep. They didn't get him, so he went to OKC. Right. But the OKC Thunder gave him an option to sign his contract for an extension, and he took it. And OKC was like, "Well, shit." And You're so like, then dang it. they bought him out <laughs> just to get rid of him. Yeah. And then he finally found his way to Houston where he will play with James Harden and Chris Paul. Via ATL. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Did you see that Atlanta they Atlanta signed Mello and waived him? Right. So that contractually, structure wise, right. it works out so that Houston can have him. Did you see um the jersey they sent him? No. Carmelo wanted an Atlanta Hawks jersey with his name and number on it. So Atlanta. So he could show that he was undefeated in Atlanta? Nah, he just wants it as a keepsake. I don't know why. But he was interested in trying to get his hands on one, but nobody had printed one yet. Right, right. So the team had one made with Anthony and 15 on the back. Okay. That's very nice of them. They they put it on Twitter and they sent it to him. That's very nice. So, yeah. So Um, he's going to Houston or Houston mm -hmm. as as regular folks outside of New York City may say. Yeah. Um, Some rumor mill stuff. um, Actually, both of them are big rumor mills, but um, there's a strong chance that Jimmy Butler um, and Kyrie Irving may want to go to the Knicks next year. I also heard rumblings that um, Jimmy Butler is interested in possibly going to the Lakers next year as well. So again, these are all... That'd be dope as shit. Yeah, that's all 2019 future Brian... Alex conversations. That's interesting. Think about that. That you're thinking a year ahead because well, he did not sign extensions like that. Jimmy Butler did. Kyrie. They both have not signed extensions. Well, right. Jimmy was offered an extension. Was Kyrie offered an extension? I don't know if he was offered, but they reporters asked him about it, and Kyrie quickly said it wouldn't make sense for him to do it. So I don't know if they've offered it to him because right. he already said it wouldn't make sense for him to sign one. Yeah. So we'll see what's going on with but that. But it's interesting so. that Kyrie and Jimmy are good friends. Yeah. And they want to play together. But then Jimmy's like, yeah, I, I'd like to play with you too. But I'd also like to play with LeBron James. Because, you know, because <laughs> if, you, if, you've never, if you didn't know, I'm, he's one of the greatest players alive. It, it's kind of like a, a slap in the face to Kyrie. It's yeah. Like, I know you didn't want to play with him. But, like, I do. But I, I kind of do. <laughs> like, I don't know if you realize how good he is. Yeah. So, do you know him? Do, have you ever played with him before? I mean, Jimmy, yeah. Right? Just, just so you know, he's, he's kind of good. Jimmy has his eyes on L.A. or New York, big market teams. If they both come to New York, I think New York would lose their bananas. Specifically, like, Knicks fans will mm. lose it. But I don't know, no. man. There's some bad juju in, in New York. I, I just think that they would get injured. Um at some point during the year because Kyrie's coming off an injury he looks healthy he's at full speed right so Danny Ainge says so we'll see after that knee surgery how he plays 
Um, Jimmy was a little dinged up last year. Yeah. But he, he actually, not nah, Jimmy got really tore up at the end of the season. At the end of the season, yeah. So he if he's healthy and Kyrie's healthy, then it's good. But if they play in New York, when Porzingis is still coming off an injury and we don't yeah, know how he's going to play, then New York, pretty, Nick, yeah. Yeah, New York Knicks fans, unless it's a, a tank like LeBron James, you don't know what you're going to get in those. But I'm not going to lie. I would love to see Kyrie and... And Jimmy in the Knicks uniform yeah, sure. and watch them play. I'd go watch them play. Kyrie's my favorite player. Right. But, and I know you love Jimmy. Yeah. I'm a fan of both of them. I, I love how both of them play. That backcourt when healthy is sick. Like, yeah, it's stupid. stupid. Yeah. But uh, Porzingis filling up the middle. I don't know who their three and four are going to be. Yeah. And they still got to figure out their Joe Kim Noah situation. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's complicated. That's so silly. I don't even understand. I Sometimes I read it once a year mm-hmm. when I realize. Do you want to tell the folks on. about what the situation is? Like, you a brief... feel free to correct me, but my understanding when I've read this multiple times is just that Joe Kim Noah, former Chicago Bull, yeah. got traded with Derrick Rose to the Knicks. Yep. And when doing so, quickly, he played a handful of games before getting in a verbal and physical altercation with coach Jeff Hornacek. Yep. And that rubbed him the wrong way so much so that he's been away from the team ever since. Yep. Yeah, that's that's basically what I understand. He's getting paid by the team. It's just not playing. And not playing. Must be nice. I'm like... You can just gonna, do that? I, last time I checked it, when I don't go to work, I don't get paid. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you can just collect. Wait, wait, wait. I was like, so if you're one of these guys on the bench. It's wild. You could make millions of p- dollars and just not show up. Right. But p- bench players show up because it's like ego. You want to be around. Right? As a bench player. I, I can only assume. But I, there's like you, it's not else. like you don't show up for practice. You Then you won't get, you won't know the plays. Joe if they have to put obviously you does not care about oh, basketball. He, he doesn't care about anything. No. He's he's done with basketball, but he's just collecting checks. Must be again, I don't even know if he must wants be to, nice. I don't know if he even wants to play basketball anymore. This guy's been That's so sad. off the radar. I mean his his free his jump shot is weird, so his free throw yeah, sure. but his energy and his dynamic play was always a Oh, asset. I mean that's what that's what it was so much fun to watch him play cuz yeah. he was so he I'm confused what that's all about, but yeah. either way, like I think Nick fans have been so disillusioned over time. Yeah. That I think Jimmy they've been and so Kyrie disappointed for not. so long. I mean, every every Nick fan I said like what would happen if like they these two came to the Knicks. All of every one of my guy friends who have said it who who I've said this to, they were like, um, I would cry and then pass out and die. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. That seems aggressive. <laughs> it seems dramatic. Yeah, I don't, but I get it. I I just withhold. I just think that like the Knicks fans just need some sort of hope, and I think that's where that's. Coming it's because I haven't seen it in so long. When has there been a good Nick team? The Allen Houston Sprewell. Um, they had a little bit of Larry Johnson again. And Patrick Ewing. It's been like it's since been, 1999. I was gonna say it's been a Early long 2000s, time. Maybe mostly 1999. It was mostly 1999. So I. That's I, like it's, just, it's coming. What 20 years? Yeah. So I just That's, haven't seen it for the better part of my lifetime. Yeah. So I don't know. It's the, To be in a large market like New York, mm-hmm. to have a team that has a storied history, but yeah. then to realize, oh, wait, you don't have championships. Yep. It's just weird. It's. I think it's management, but... Well, James Dolan, it, by all accounts, is going to step a little bit aside on controlling things. I will that believe be that when I see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will believe it but, when I see it. But I welcome Kyrie and Jimmy 
if they choose to do so next year. Um, what else is going on in the NBA? Well, let's, let's fly through these. Mr. Clyde Frazier has come out and said just publicly that he feels like Kevin Durant's name will have an asterisk next to it in the record books. It where's the lie? First, it's hard to say asterisk. Asterisks? I can't say it either. Asterisks. I'm also I'm also an immigrant, so I, I have I can get away with it. Asterisks. Astr. I'm saying I'm saying ass a lot. <laughs> it's not. Sure. Asterisks. I, I just went, say it fast. Asterisks. I went on um, a website the other day mm-hmm. for New York to do some stuff for business, and it's called Business Express. Mm-hmm. It's called Business Express, mm-hmm. but the way it runs together in the web address, mm-hmm. it looks like Business Sex Press. <laughs> <laughs> they knew that and that was green lighted and no one cared I'm, I'm a i've realized more and more that i'm like a 10 year old prepubescent boy because we were doing something for work and we were like looking at numbers and it was like oh we're at 69 percent, and i'm like 69 oh, and i did it several times in front of other people oh and they're like bri are you 10 Jeez. i'm like yes i am a boy. i'm a 10 year old Prepubescent boy laughing at the term sixty nine. Behave thyself, Brian. <laughs> I'm with you, try. You there said was, my full government name. Well, I feel like I'm in trouble. A, there's a guy uh, who's that rap artist who has sixty nine tattooed all over his arm. He has uh, little sixty nines all over his arm. It, is it like something sixty nine? It's like that rapper with like tattoos, tattoos all over his face. face yeah. yeah, the white, the white looking yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's like, a pedophile? Is he? Uh, yeah, apparently he slept with a fifteen year old. Yeah, that would be a pedophile. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Checks out. No, nope, that's all right. That's that's the definition. Yep. I I am not a pedophile. Did you sleep with a fifteen year old? Yeah, and everyone's calling me a pedophile. Um, yeah, you that's are. That's what that is. Again, it's all allegation. He was. I don't know. I don't know the, the beyond that. Uh, um, I don't disagree. F- I don't disagree with him. Yeah. So bye. The asterisk. Um, KD probably feels differently, but I'm sure KD's in his butt feelings about it. About he is what it is. Um, snake. NBA allows, um, so the news as of this week, mm-hmm. the NBA in progressive fashion, and I think just because they couldn't stop it right. from happening anyway, has allowed players to wear whatever shoe colorway they choose in a game. Wait, it, was there a rule? Like they had a specific colorway they needed to? So let's track the progression here. You remember in the 90s when teams used to play, what colors were their shoes? And generally. Black and white. Black and white. Yeah. Which one did you wear at home? The white one. Yeah. And on the road you wore black. the black one. Yeah. And that's also kind of similar to like your jerseys too. Exactly. Yeah. And then. So I literally had to think about like a Bulls home game to be mm-hmm. like, what, what did they wear? Yeah, that, it was a clean look in the team. I mean, it looks kind good. Of, it looks it good. Was classic. Classic. Then in the 2000s. It, it stretched a little bit and so players started incorporating a little more color right. into their shoes like so their was, team's color or whatever yeah it was mostly white but then they had their team color in it prominently right you remember Allen Iverson's shoes in the 2001 playoffs when he played against the Lakers I do not he had the the fours the, the answer fours mm-hmm. and they were basically half white and half black or half white and half blue half gray so it was right, a team right. color but it was like the rest of the team had on white shoes, and, and he, he had was on the only one that kind, mostly half white shoes, and then a pop of this other color. Right, but it was always team colors. So up until this week, it's pretty much been the expectation that players will wear a shoe that is consistent with team colors, and it didn't have to be white, it didn't have to be black, it didn't have to be light, it didn't have to be dark. Time out. That's not true. Yeah. 
You because, had to wear team colors. Because okay. KD wore uh-huh. those pink shoes uh-huh. and during, so, during the championship games. Uh-huh. So, with that, this is why I say they made it a rule. I only remember because I, re- I remember him. his shoe came off. Uh-huh. And we're like... God, that idiot. <laughs> I'm just like... Wear shoes that fit your feet. He, they're all <laughs> stop Kanyeing the situation. If you haven't listened to a previous episode, it was disclosed that Kevin Durant wears shoes that are one size too big for him. The reason being, he likes the comfort of it. It's he weird. He just thinks it's good for him because he's a snake and he has a long tail foot. <laughs> Piece of I can't, shit. I can't stand you. Um, <laughs> okay, back to it. Back the to uh, so you raise a good point because I think most of us, when the league disclosed this rule this week, we I was were like, like, "That doesn't." Haven't we been? Right, allowing them to do because even no. like like uh, Kyrie has worn different color right. shoes, like with his colorways, um, yeah, colorways. But the 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 were they all fined for doing that? Well, I don't think so. I think the league was looking at it like, okay, Kyrie's wearing a black and lime green. The team color is green. We've pushed this boundary to <laughs> so- its breaking point to the point where the league's like. Oh yeah, we still got that rule on the books. No, it, let's at this just point, change it. our players are not down with it. We're just gonna get rid of it because we can't enforce it. Good for good for the league. Yes. That's great. I'm I'm all up and since being friends with you, I'm so into kicks these days. I'm just glad I'm Oof. not I'm not buying purchasing any. Oh my god. I'm just I just look at them and I just think how pretty they are. They I also feel the same way until as I told you this week I bought two pairs. But I gave you approval to do that. Yeah, and I I went above and beyond because you said. It would be fine, given my my um, celibacy from buying shoes. Yes, you did over the last couple yes, I of did. years. Absolutely did. That it made sense for me to buy one at full price, and I waited even after they came out to buy them at fifty percent off, and I got myself two for one. And I was very proud of you. Those suckers are clean as a whistle. Can't wait to hit the court. Nice. Um, what else is going on? Speaking of court, speaking of new rules. Okay. The NBA has a new rule coming in this year, where. The 24-second shot clock. We all know that's a thing. Yep. The NBA wants to speed up the game a little bit. So okay. on an offensive rebound, mm-hmm. if the team... An offensive... Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the, the the offensive team gets their rebound back. The shot clock would normally reset to 24, 24. seconds. Yes, absolutely. Now it's going to reset to 14. Oh, okay. Hurry up. So that is going to be interesting. Just going to speed it up a little bit more. And at the end of the game, you know how teams like... We'll try to run out the clock if they get the rebound. There's like 48 seconds left. Right. They get their offensive rebound. They're just trying to bleed the clock. Right. Now they have they to force have a shot a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That'd be cool. I'm into that. What else? Um, and lastly, just want to say shout out to David West. Oh, he's retiring. He's retiring. Former, That's now wild. former NBA power forward. Won championships with Golden State Warriors. And I, th- no, not with San Antonio. No. Because he went to San Antonio to chase the ring. But didn't they he didn't that get year. it. Yeah. So then he went to Golden State because that's God. where it was hot. Mm-hmm. And he took like the league minimum, like one point something million yeah. dollars. Like it's like nothing. 1.2 at that time. Yeah. So he could get the ring. So Good for him. I would just say. And David West was very big with the Pacers back in the day. Mm-hmm. He was like Mr. Pacer almost. Right. Um, I just remember him for being super strong. Um, and a very level-headed cool guy by all accounts a nice guy but i i still irks me that he went to go play for golden state to win a championship well get in line david west you have an asterisk in your in your uh in your uh to say i'm a champion like nick young is a champion you know what i'm saying is he 
Yeah, Swaggy P has a championship. I he, know. He has it tattooed on his neck now. God. There are players who win oh, championships. Lord. Oh, Lord. And there are players who get championships. Yep. Know the difference? <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. Um, I, I, the only thing I wanted to talk about is the show The Shop. Um, it is a... I think there's maybe more episodes with this, but it's LeBron's... Um, production company with Maverick and you know everybody um they're at a barbershop speaking with athletes and entertainers where's the barbershop I'm assuming Cleveland somewhere I I just assume I don't know where the barbershop is but it looks like a straight up barbershop um you know my barbershop experience um black Mm -hmm. barbershop experience Mm -hmm. um uh, that's for another day friends you wore a short black dress all the guys were like why like she wear that here? <laughs> Bill was in the corner. Yeah, all of that. Um, it's. I just want to say it's such a great show. It's only about twenty six minutes long, and it's just these guys, mostly black men. John Stewart and oh my gosh, that that WNBA player. Oh my Lisa gosh, Lisa Leslie. No, not Lisa Leslie. Candace Parker. Candace, Candace Parker. Just talking about what it means to be an athlete, what it means to be black in America, what it means. Like, all of these things in just such a really authentic, like, barbershop way. Like, these are things that, like, like John is asking questions about, like, so does this happen at a barber? You know, like, John... Does John Jewish- Stewart at any point say the word homie? No, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> or he, he doesn't say the N-word either, which is great. Um, you know, John Stewart is, like, our unproblematic fave, right? Like, he's not problematic, so we're, we're happy. I like John. Uh, Snoop was there. Snoop uh, got in there! Draymond Green was there. Yeah, Draymond's... Um, Maverick Draymond's was fun. there. Like, it was just... It was so cool to see folks talk about just what it means to be who they are Mm -hmm. um, as black, as African-Americans, but also as like athletes and like even Candace was talking about being a mom and balancing being a mom and like her career was held for a year because she was a mom, right? Like she was pregnant. Um, And then LeBron just talks about like, I have made like and this comes back to our conversation earlier about Michael and he's straight up said, like, I have made decisions to speak up about certain things, knowing that my popularity will go down when I say it. Like, yes. And knowing that, like, like mm. I haven't. And like, I'm sitting here watching, spine. like, I look at this man who I, when I first met you, what yeah. was my opinion on LeBron James? It was quite low. It was very low. It was very, like you and our friend Winston were like, Bri. But he is. I'm like, I don't care. He, the decision was stupid. He, like, I was just like, he's he's immature. He's just tra- trying to chase this ring. Like, all these different things, oh, right? Yeah. I was not a very kind person to him. I did say he was a great player. Yeah. I didn't say he wasn't bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just kind of like, I don't like him. You were you were in the the popular group, the popular camp on that sentiment. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I just, I judge action, right? I judge what I see in front of me. You know, and I can't, and to, at the end of the day, like I can't judge his heart. And clearly he has grown up and has done really well for himself and recognizes that he's more than an athlete. Right. And I, I know you haven't seen it yet. I would love to see it with you because it, it's just uh, such a great, it's 26 it. minutes on HBO. I highly recommend it for folks. It just made me, it even made me love Draymond Green. I was like, did I just, did I just stand for something Draymond Green just said? LeBron likes Draymond. They both like each other. Yeah. Um, but and and Draymond said some like really dope things about LeBron and it's just cool and like he you know LeBron's talking about like he 
regrets that he named his son after him and because of what yeah. he has to like i mean i know there's clips about that like floating around oh, God. um but like just like thinking about just thinking about that and just what he's done just continues to prove to me and we've said it long before that lebron on and off the court is doing some really amazing things for our society and i just feel really grateful to be to be living it with him so that's all i gotta say about that the shop is amazing i I would never see michael doing something like this Oh, because he's just not wired that way and I, I can't expect that's the other thing I need to like get over my feelings of like expecting Michael to be like LeBron mm-hmm. or even LeBron to be like Michael they're two of their their own people right. but um but yeah I highly recommend it definitely watch it cool but yeah all right I'm, I'm all about it yeah is there anything else that we need to talk about no I feel good I what I took away from this episode is that you hate Michael Jordan now, and that okay, first for me of all, is, is just enough. That did we can I say? End it. Did I say I hate Michael it? Jordan? Yeah, I said I am so many disappointed. Words, in so many words. There is a difference between hatred say, and disappointment. I hate my hero. Alex, I've killed Alex. my hero, and now I'm I'm can't wait for Space Jam two. Is what I heard. So we're good. Let's let's move on. Um, to ladies and gentlemen, dope people. I'm, I'm about to beat up Bri's Alex. dope person this week. I had to talk her down from LeBron James being her dope person this week. <laughs> Now, is that a lie? That is not a lie. Okay. <laughs> that is not oh, a lie. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Wait up. Wait up. Put me on blast. <laughs> That's so true. I don't know who I am, y'all. I need to go to therapy and like talk this Ooh, out because... Get yourself some acupuncture and release that energy. I seriously, that man. Is. Man. Ooh, Lordy. Can't get you some sugar water? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Alien. I don't know who I am anymore, I y'all. don't know. But uh, let's let's talk about some dope people that yeah. isn't LeBron James. Yeah, we and, got some. And uh, let's uh, let's make this happen. Yeah. It's that time, folks. It is time for our dope person of the week. Alex, who's your dope person? Well, we talked about one retirement in yes, our we did. dribbling section. We specifically didn't talk about a major one. Mm-hmm. I want to make my dope person this week, Manu Ginobili. Manu! Manu Ginobili! Um, what a star Ugh. who has decided recently that he is calling it a career. Yeah. So, we're just going to talk real briefly. A storied career. Quite. I am going to talk about our European star. Well, he's actually Argentinian. Mm-hmm. Argentinian. But he played a lot in Europe. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Spurs star, Manny Ginobili, who's, who's calling it quits after many, many years in the league. So, almost 20. God, God. Um, so, he recently was contemplating retirement. And he waited and waited through the summer. And then training camp started up again. Mm-hmm. And according to an article on ESPN by Michael C. Wright, he went into the facilities, started lifting weights, started holding the ball. He was looking at the younger guys, as he says, breaking their backs out there, you know, like starting up. And he was still hurting himself from mm. last season. Yeah. And that's when he knew. He said, that's it. Because yeah. how long? Like 20 plus years, right? Well, he was drafted in 99 to the Spurs. Oh, so it's been 19 years. Yeah. Wow. And he, so he's had a 23-year career in professional basketball, including his overseas play. Oh, wow. 
And so he... That's uh, a lot of basketball. He's 41 now. Like, he's been Jeez. cranking it for a long time. And his wow. friend, Tony, just got traded right. to the Hornets. Which was so, weird. I was just like, Tony, just retired. Yeah, it is really just odd. Just retired, dude. It's really odd not to see him in a Spurs uniform. Yeah, very strange. So Tim's Both of gone. Them, like, Tony's gone. Kawhi just left. And so Manu I mean, was there just... I mean, screw the Kawhi thing. But, like, the uh, three yeah. of them... I'm just saying, like, three the of them three. were, like, a... Th- that dynasty mm-hmm. of the Spurs... How many times they've gone to the playoffs? Tim has four, uh, five titles. Four of those came with Manu and Tony. Yeah. So that gives you an indication of how important he yeah, was. Yeah, absolutely. So he's, he sent a very nice letter to the fans of San Antonio saying, hey. Such a sweet, sweet I'm, letter. I'm going to be here. My family, kids are starting school. Like, we're around the community. I'll still be around the Spurs organization. Yeah. Um, you so, might do like the Tim Duncan and like yeah. be part of you know. That's what they're saying. They're saying he's going to be some part of the organization. Yeah. AC, I could, um, I could see that. RC Buford and and Popovich have plans for him. That is a like the Spurs organization. The more well I realize it, machine. they have a community and a culture around it that's super. It's storied. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, someone posted this on Instagram some time ago, and said. The last time it was all thirty NBA teams, mm. and it was a year underneath them. It said the last time that team did not make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and everyone had something within the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Every single team, except for the Spurs, mm-hmm. said nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I believe. Eight. Yeah, I was like, it's been twenty years. Mm-hmm. They they know what they're doing. So good. Manu um, is going to have a nice retirement and he'll be somewhere around the organization. Just real briefly, if you're not familiar with Manu's career, I'm just going to give you some of the key highlights at the top of his Wikipedia page in a summary. (laughs) Uh, From Argentina and over 23 seasons of professional basketball, one of two players in, Mm. in history to have won a European League title, an NBA championship, and an Olympic gold medal. Mm. A four-time NBA champion. Uh, he was with the Spurs for his entire career. Um, he spent his early part of his career in Argentina and Italy, where he holds dual citizenship yep. and won several individual and team honors. His stint with the Italian club, two Italian League MVP awards, in just two years... Um, the EuroLeague Finals MVP and the 2001 EuroLeague Championship and Triple Crown. Mm. I don't even know what that is. It don't matter. He's a racehorse out here, <laughs> folks. Uh, this is selected as the 57th overall pick in the 99 draft. Uh, he went to the Spurs in 2002, soon became a key player for the team. In addition to four NBA championships, he was named to an all-star team in 2005 and 2011, and has been selected twice for the all-NBA team. In 07-08, he was named the sixth man of the year, Mm. and he just announced his retirement on August 27th, 2018. So, man, he is a stud when you look at his stats, and what, holy crap, career highlights, four-time NBA champion, Two-time NBA All-Star. Two-time All-NBA third team. NBA Sixth Man of the Year. NBA All-Rookie second team. EuroLeague Champion. EuroLeague Finals MVP. Two-times EuroLeague Finals top scorer. All-EuroLeague first team. Italian League Champion. Italian Cup MVP. Two-time Italian League MVP. Two-time Olympia de Oro. uh, Diamond Konex Award. 50 Greatest European League Contributions. 
contributions. FIBA AmeriCup MVP. Wow. Wow. Put that on your resume. Wow. This man knows basketball. Spurs are going to keep him around for a while, so... Uh, Makes sense to me. Hats off to Manu Ginobili. Wow. I remember, you know, seeing the news. Like, there was um, there was talk that he was going to talk with Pop about, like, what may be next. And I was like, ooh, the, when, you, when you're talking with Pop, maybe that means, you know, you're questioning whether you should come back or not. Because right. he, cause Tony also talked with Park, uh, with, uh, with Pop before the decision was made to go to um, the Hornets. So, um so I wasn't shocked by the news, obviously. Um, he wasn't playing as many minutes as he was previously in, in, with the Spurs. But when he was playing, he was dropping buckets left and right mm-hmm. and doing exactly what he needed to be doing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I was sad to like seeing him retire. It was like when Tim Duncan retired and I was just like, Oh wait, what's basketball without Tim Duncan? I know. And like I had a year of basketball without Tim Duncan, but it was still really weird to have basketball without Tim Duncan. It's so weird to see the Spurs this coming year without Tim, Manu, Tony, Kawhi. Yeah. Danny Green even for that matter. Yeah. Like specifically the first like three, three that you mentioned. Yeah. And then Kawhi too. I mean, because you know he's prominently featured, right. but like this Pop's team is gonna. I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge. I'm used to seeing. Right now, uh, DeRozan. they're younger. This is a, this is a younger, just different. It's a different team, especially now with DeRozan in the in the play. So right. um, it'll be interesting to see what this like. If the Spurs were this good because of their players or because of their system. Oh, it's for sure both. It's hundred percent both. But, but I, I'm saying it'll be it'll be interesting to see how much how much is it the system do. and how much is it the player. You know, like what the ratio may potentially is. I'm looking to see how Kawhi does in Toronto when he wants to be a superstar on a contract season, vying for other teams to bid on him, C- compared to Demar Derozan being in a system. Where he's going to be relied upon heavily mm-hmm. to see how he does. Because yeah, DeMar could have a least, career year. At least uh, DeMarcus showed up to USA basketball practices and, you know, Kawhi didn't. Oh, DeMar- yeah, because he's a punk ass. Yeah, because he didn't want to see yeah. his, co- his former coach. Anyway. Um, well, quad <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. That's not, quad is a serious injury. It is a serious injury. All but right. um, p- huge congrats to Manu for just a wonderful career. That's. I'm sad to see him go, but I'm excited that he'll still be part of basketball for sure. Um, so dope. My, my my dope. Who's your dope? My dope is none other than Mr. Kyrie Irving. Mad handles. Um, what a, he's a dope person for for me is not even about his basketball. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who didn't know, um, Kyrie Irving uh, during the Standing Rock issue that happened about a year ago. I want to say year, maybe two. I think it was two. It was two years ago. Um, uh, uh, where the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe is where um, a lot of the issue was happening with the Sioux Tribe, S-I-O-U-X tribe. Um, and for those of you who didn't know, uh, Kyrie's mom, it, um, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> is a descendant of that tribe, uh, but was adopted out as a small child, um, which was um, something that was important for him and for those who did also didn't know uh Kyrie's mom died when he was four um and but he had known about his lineage you know really early on and he only recently started really embracing the fact that he had native 
um, blood in him, you know, as, as someone who is, who is an, who is a descendant of, um, the natives of America. Um, so what the Standing Rock tribe did it recently is that they took the $110,000 that Kyrie Irving donated to the tribe um, and he specifically asked that that money goes directly to uh, the reservation's youth Um, and what they did was they took that money um, and um, are giving it to I believe it's like drug prevention and just like Mm. um, just like programs and activities for um, the the youth of the Sioux tribe. Um, and recently, the tribe uh, did an honorary naming ceremony at the end of August um, to kind of just commemorate um, and give thanks to the work that he was doing. Um, and Oh, yeah, it was drug prevention and youth programs specifically. Um, and so they specifically gave him a name, during this naming ceremony mm-hmm. um, and they called him Little Mountain uh, which I thought was great because he's not little at all but like what he's doing is monumental he's probably about eight inches taller than the next person <laughs> there at that um, ceremony but yeah so he 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 when originally in 2016 when all of this was happening with um, with the um, Standing Rock, he in an interview kind of surprised everyone when he talked about his mom's um, be, mom being a descendant of that tribe and was really vocal about the Dakota Access Pipeline and just and he even has a tribe logo tattooed on the back of his neck, um, which is something that you know a lot of people didn't know about. Again, he's very mm-hmm. you know I've seen it. Yeah, it's very cool. So um, I think it's amazing that athletes stand up for things and learn about who they are and give back to their community, whether they know it completely or not. Um, and it's always good to be re-looking into who you are and what you are. And so I think it's dope that you donated a crap ton of money for the youth of your your ancestors um, and of your people. And, um, and I know that his mom is probably fondly um, looking from heaven, proud of her son for doing what he did. Little Mountain. So... Kyrie Irving, Matt Handles. Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. Many of things. Flat Earth Believer, which uh, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) And that is... Is my dope person, yeah. Why he's my favorite player. Because he's a Flat Earth Believer? No, because he's doing a lot of stuff outside of basketball. Yeah, he's just like a lot of the other, you know, really amazing athletes are. Um, And so I'm specifically basketball athletes. I I just love this league. It's a good league. It's a good league. Well, that's it for our cast today. Um, thanks for listening in. We're sorry again that it took forever, but we're back and we're here and we're stoked to talk to you again in two weeks. Um, and can't wait for the season to begin. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Dabble and Dribblin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and yeah subscribe rate wherever you listen to your podcast whether it be on soundcloud stitcher or apple podcasts anything else you want to leave the leave the cast with leave the listeners with how do we normally end this i say catch you later be dope and catch you later but that's how i end it do you want to what am i supposed to say at the end i just usually ask you hey anything else to say you're like and you say something witty and then i say be dope and catch you later. That's how we do this. Yeah. Have you not listened it's been to any of our casts? So long since we've done <laughs> Y'all, this. Yeah, it's been a minute. So, so do what you do, and I'll try and. No, but say I it end out. it. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. You say something witty first, and I and I chuckle and I say, "All right, folks, be dope and catch you later." Oh. And you say, "Okay," um, <laughs> or you say, "See ya" at the end. Do you forget? I think you forgot. I'm trying to unearth something, but I got nothing. You got nothing. Well, folks, it's fine. All right, <laughs> it's all good. Tr- okay, let's outro. <laughs> all right, folks, be dope, and we will catch you later. Hey, wait, that's the beginning. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. He he needs he needs like food and sustenance. <laughs> All right, folks, see ya. <laughs>